listening to Bellamy, you stinky butts. into Through the Motions right now with myself, Shader. Got an incredibly special episode today, something I've been looking forward to doing for a good few months now. Um, Going to be delving into the wonderful world of Northern Soul music. So much to talk about, so much to listen to. If this is your first time being introduced to the concepts, I hope you enjoy that because what a beautiful part of music. By no means am I qualified to do this alone, so I've got a wonderful guest here today, um, the lovely Isaac, a nice man who I have met over the past few couple years in Manchester, um, and someone who is championing the Northern Soul Sound from, I guess you could say, a, a younger a younger place, a new place. A new standpoint, a more modern standpoint, definitely. But yeah, okay, Isaac, um, I'll let this one run out, we'll put another tune on, and then we'll get you introduced.
Isaac, um, if you could just introduce yourself to people listening, um, and maybe give a little little something about Northern Soul. Um, let's give a brief introduction for for the for the first first ten minutes of the show. Hello, hello. I am Isaac from Northern Grooves. I run a Northern Soul event in Manchester, the heart of Manchester. Um, we specialise in Northern Soul, Modern Soul Grooves, Crossover and all of the above. Um, if you're not too familiar with Northern Soul, it's like Motown, but a little bit more unknown to the mass masses. It was basically a lot of the soul records that never made it onto the big labels would get uh, put out onto these kind of smaller uh, subsections owned by these bigger labels. And uh, they weren't that popular over in America, they weren't that popular down south, but something struck with uh, us northerners and uh, yeah, that started a bit of a revelation, definitely. Wicked man. Um, I think that's a, a wonderful introduction to it, very concise. Um, I want to ask about your first experience in Northern Soul and kind of maybe what got you into into Northern Soul music and what was your what was your first experience of like, oh shit, this stuff's this stuff's cool, I can I can enjoy this. And was it the dancing, was it the music, was it the culture, the people? What drew you to it? I think it was just more the um the feeling. I think music for everyone gives you a certain feeling and there's always I feel like in every genre of music that we all enjoy, there's one song that we remember that like takes us back to that moment of like, ah, oh, like I remember where I was at this moment. This is why I love this genre. This is why I love not just this genre, but this is why I love music because it has that sort of power to uh, to kind of take you back to these places. And I can just, do you know what? It was so weird. I've always been into soul music. And I was just scouring the internet one time um, and I came across this record that we're about to put on and that's kind of what changed it for me. So uh, this is Leon Haywood, Baby Reconsider.
pressure on my heart Please don't tell me, baby That we'll have to part Baby, reconsider Give me another chance Baby, if you love me heart won't try If you leave me, baby I will surely die Baby, reconsider Give me another chance Baby, if you love me Trying to find somewhere to belong So come on, train, train. 
love that tune that you played that you said was one of the first tunes that you you remember the feeling and that was I can see why man I can imagine that in the right environment in that moment must have really left a mark straight away like heard it and was just like wow this is insane so good man um speaking of the dancing um so I want to yeah what's your relationship with dancing um to northern soul music because for me, from my, my limited knowledge, I know Northern Soul is another one of those genres that has is very much characterised, at least the dancing is characterised by the music and vice versa. And I think it's, it's a really important part of Northern Soul is there's specific dance moves, there's, there's a way to dance, um, but mainly it's, it's a very expressive lose yourself, which a lot of music is. But I think from my, my times at Northern Soul Dances, um, it's a very free, liberating space. Um, and the music is very kind of conducive to that. Um, yeah, tell me about your relationship with dancing and Northern Soul music okay. and uh, whether you consider yourself a dancer or because I guess you're first and foremost a, a, a selector. Yeah. Um, but how, how, yeah, where do you lie on that spectrum and what's your relationship with it? So professionally, I'm not a dancer at all, uh, even though... My partner, Greta, who does this, runs Northern Grooves with me, would like to say that I am. Um, I, You know what? I, you just watched videos and you were like, you knew there was this, I don't want to say specific because specific sounds like if you don't do it that certain way, everyone's going to boot off. It's kind of a bit more laxer now, but there is like certain moves that are like sort of, you know, definitely northern soul in terms of you know the high kicks everyone can if you even if you don't really know northern soul everyone goes oh get the talc out and we'll do some high kicks everyone knows that so it's high kicks spins and drops um and then just it's just a bit of footwork and however you want to interpret that footwork whether it is just sliding your feet one two back and forth or it is doing the mad little shuffles and stomps that everyone does. Um, it's, you know, you start doing it, you get into it, you get a bit better, you get a bit better, then you go and you see, oh, like, he did that, like, oh, she did that, like, let me try that. And then you do it, you fall flat on your face, <laughs> you get brush yourself up and you try again. And it's just that. But there is definitely, in the Northern Soul film, they say it's like dancing around like Bruce Lee. It's like very sort of martial arts led with these kicks, with the way the footwork. 
I guess even discipline in terms of like people going out to these all-nighters, staying up until seven o'clock in the morning just to listen to the favorite song once and then go home and do it all over again on the weekend. It's that sort of, I think, yeah, expression is definitely, you said it earlier, is one of those things that like, we try and push our nights, especially people always come up to us and go, oh, so how do you do the specific dance? And I'm like, no, don't do a specific dance. Just if you feel like you want to shake your arms up in the air and do silly arms, do do silly arms. Like that. Like we're not going to, we're very like accessible with our nights. We're very like dress how you want to dress. Don't have to wear 14, 15 inch triple pleated trousers. You can do if you want to don't have to like just I don't know just have fun is kind of the main thing about it all I don't know what what's can you remember your first like Northern Soul Night what was your impression of it 100% um it was it was at Yes Bar actually oh, which right. is yeah Deptford just yeah it's a Deptford one um so there's Deptford Northern Soul Club um who Deptford. yeah big up them big up Will and Lewis <laughs> playing with them tonight actually at Yes Bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, full circle, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe it was a December show that I came to. Um, probably. Um, yeah, I remember my experience being like I'm also I've always loved, like you were saying, I've always loved kind of soul music. Um, and this was just, I think the biggest thing that struck me was like the crowd and the friendliness of the crowd. I think I, I don't have many problems with other genres of music, but for me, the thing that really kind of gets at me when I'm out and trying to enjoy music is my environment of people around me the northern soul crew were so friendly man and watching other people dance like no one was watching was just such a like freeing experience um and there's few parties in manchester i think that make you feel like no one's watching you um i think there's a there's a lot of lot of eyes on the dance floor these days and i think that kind of music and that kind of environment and the way people that people did dress a certain way and like you said it's not it's not strict but people express themselves and almost kind of I s- like tell me if you disagree but I think there's an element of people dress this certain way with Northern Soul and it, it's kind of a reaffirmation of them being part of something part of like a community no, and it's like that expression um yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah I remember those things vividly um let's run another track yeah. and then I want to get into a little bit more maybe on the fashion and a little bit more about Greta we can do so this next one is a fast one one of the one of my favorite fast ones it's melba moore the magic touch there's something about your smile I swear that it makes me weak And when I'm close to you I find that it's hard to speak I act like a child of six And I guess that it shows me well That you got the magic touch And I'm caught in the spell You never convinced me That I'd be brave for a petite But something weird happens when I look Defend myself, but too late did I finally see that You got the magic touch and you cast your spell over me 
feeling things I've never felt No use to deny it when a child can plainly tell that you got the magic touch and I'm caught in the spell Yeah, yeah They call it magic, baby Yeah, yeah It's more like tragic, baby Another wicked tune. Um, just having a chat off off mic um, with Isaac about about there's a there's a real significant side to Northern Soul, which is the fact that it's played all on records mostly, right? Most dancers, you'd a say. Lot of it is played. It's it's very vinyl heavy. You wouldn't really catch many nights that specifically play on CDJs. Like I feel like we're probably out there. And maybe a couple of nights play USB as well as the vinyl. Yeah, exactly, and and I think that 
that alone adds a lot to the DJ inside of things um, in that the DJs are often record collectors and we were just speaking about collecting records um, and there's a there's a lot of lot of kind of stick I guess taboo bits and bobs around yeah I think so I think it's a it's around the idea of playing original presses or represses um, of certain records and um, for context of those who might not know like the, the original press is when that record was first released a certain number were made um, and that is that is your original the original copy and the represses would have come years later maybe sound I guess some would argue they might sound different or not sound as original um, but the the cost of these things is is a massive factor do you want to just take us through what we kind of saying about that and maybe how that how cost affects your the way you maybe the way you collect records and and, and your DJing so like I said before uh, earlier with um the records a lot of these records were uh, on very very small labels that either in years to come got bought out by Gordian like Motown and bigger record labels so it's kind of like now where these smaller record companies are only pressing 50 to 100 records so there isn't you know that original pressing is one of like say 50 so from years to come yeah you no know, back in the 70s it might have cost you what would have been like a fiver now but these over time have gained so much sort of like popularity and i guess just like gold really it's just gone up in terms of some of these records now, like uh, Nothing But Heartache that we just played then, I think the original goes for about a thousand. I think uh, the Salvador's Stick By Me Baby, because there's literally an original and then the repressing and maybe one of a repressing. The original, I think last time one went for like three grand. Mad. And it's crazy. It's crazy to think that like a piece of wax could be that much money. But to someone it is. Uh, but in terms of, you know, I'd love to have all the original pressings, but, you know, I don't have 50 grand to, like, <laughs> shell out. Like, so it can cause, like you said, a bit of a taboo in the uh, scene where, you know, people might look down upon you if you don't have these original pressings um, and you have got a repressing, it might change their opinion of your night um and i've got a lot like like i don't own a lot of originals i own a few a lot of mine are repressings a lot of mine are records that have just been never got released and got released a couple of years ago um and i respect anyone that a has the patience and b has the money to buy these records because like not only is it money it's patience it's finding these records like they are so hard to find yeah. like insanely hard some of them and then you find it and then you look at the price tag and you go ah was it actually worth <laughs> the time looking for it but yeah the record collecting is a very big part of i'd just say i'd say dj culture in general like i know yeah. vinyl is becoming a lot more not only in the soul scene but you know in the dance scene in the electronic scene a lot more people are starting to go back to vinyl and move away from 
digital sort of hardware. And I think it's nice to see because you also get that sense of, like, it's just human nature, like a bit more kind of real sounding. You know, you're never going to get a perfect mix on vinyl. As hard as you try, it's always going to be slightly out or you're always going to miss a phrase or something. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, the amount of times I've put a record on and I've either put the wrong side on, uh, I've not... I've not put it up right. It yeah. just uh, yeah. Oh, they're they're the worst ones. <laughs> the sound and you're just kind of like oh whoa, uh, what's yeah. going on here? And then um, but yeah, like I think it's a bit more. But then that's the that's what comes. Uh, we had a bit of a we played band on the wall last week and we had a bit of a technical difficulty and the manager came up to me after and she was like, I'm really sorry, like I've ruined your set and I was like no, these things happen and it makes you know I enjoy it. I don't want to be sat there behind doing a perfect set and everyone like worshipping and going oh my god this is amazing like I want those little hiccups because then everyone can laugh about it or like I want the lights to turn off or night and day we had to cut our night short because the bar started to leak and all the electricity went in the building except from the decks and the sound and like Greta was just like the bar's got no lights on everywhere's got no lights on and I was like but we're still playing music. <laughs> and it was it was crazy. But like that's what's that's what makes it fun. Yeah, I think that's that's a great great summary of yeah, like the character of these events. Like it's not it's not your polished polished festival gig. It's nothing planned about it really. Um and I'm I'm guessing in terms of selection you, you go do do you have a, a planned set or would you say that you just kind of read the room, see what's see what's going on with the energy in the room? I'd say we've we've got I've definitely got records that are like right if the crowd is a certain way this is the record to play like to get them going but a lot of it is I you know I used to when I started doing them quite small I used to practice my sets and I used to like you know get my record box so like it was all in order and after time it just it, it wasn't fun because it was just like okay next record next record and like as a DJ, you know, you not only are you there for yourself, but you're there for, you, you know, you're providing a service at the end of the day. And that service is, you know, to make someone's night. So I think, like, knowing your collections very well is, is a good starting point. But also knowing the right songs to play. And also, like, learning from your mistakes as well. And, like, you know, playing a song. There's been times where I've bought records and I've gone oh my God, this is the best record in the world. I can't wait to play it. And you play it at night and it absolutely flops. And everyone just looks at you and is like, what are you doing? Why are you playing this? This is horrible. And it kills you inside. But then you go, okay, right. That's one for earlier on in the set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a bit weird. People want like, you know, the bangers. Yeah, it makes total total sense. That has happened to me as well. Where you uh, you just get so rabbit holed in your own little your own little ego, what you think is gonna absolutely smash it. But yeah, anyway, let's let's introduce the next tune. Um, hopefully, this one won't flop. <laughs> I don't know. So this <laughs> so this one's another you know quite big Northern Soul classic on a lot of the classic CDs. This is Chuck Wood, Seven Days is Too Long. First time I called you, girl. They say you wasn't wrong. 
from Northern Soul now we've got Aaron Fraser over you off Coal Mine Records
wicked, wicked tune there. Um, lovely to hear this kind of modern Northern soul um, side of things um, on that on that kind of train. So Northern Grooves, like we said earlier, is, is a kind of modern, a bit more of a modern take on a Northern soul party. Um, I know your parties are free entry um, and there's, well, one thing we were just speaking about now is this idea that it doesn't say Northern Soul on your posters. Um, do you wanna do you wanna walk me through just kind of why that is and and why your parties are free entry? Yeah. So um, when we when we started Northern Grooves, um, the kind of we sat down and we were like, what's this real like mission? What is the like? Why are we an event? What are we standing for? And one thing that kind of kept on being like a reoccurring theme was making soul music not just northern soul but just soul music in general more accessible to people of manchester you know we bar deptford and a few of like the more original northern soul nights there was a kind of pocket and a space for someone to do something and we saw that little pocket and I wouldn't really say niche because it's not really, the, the whole thing's sort of a niche anyway, but it's, it was like, right, okay, this is what we stand for. We stand for not only soul music, but we stand for youth culture. We stand for just a whole boatload of things and we wanted to make that, you know, free to people I did yeah accessible I didn't you know I I understand events have to you know people have to pay to get into events events have to run in order to make money in order to run but we just wanted to kind of play records it weren't about making this big event and making a load of money it was just about kind of playing records so we we introduced this free entry scheme to one of the it was night and day we were like we don't want anyone paying in i want people to you know walk into that building and decide for themselves ambulance normal day in manchester um but, but like um yeah I, w I wanted people to like walk in and make that their own decision whether they like this or not and you know not have to be binded to a 10 pound paying fee um and then with the with the poster we were just again that whole sort of we wanted people to make that decision so um we decided that it's just going to be northern grooves no genre on there the place where it is the time and bring your dancing shoes sounds fun sounds fun um i'm yet to come to one of your nights actually um no, which is which is gonna have to change <laughs> show and then be like oh i've never actually been to your nights i've been to deptford's no nah, nothing wrong with deptford big up lewis and lewis and will uh but yeah as if you've never been i don't even think i don't think pat's even been either he always used to say i'm gonna come yeah you're all snakes that's what you're like. <laughs> Well, me, me and I are going to have an argument and we'll run the next tune just while we do that. <laughs> Enjoy. Oh. <laughs> 
had our argument I won so I get to play the next record and that's Martha Reeves and the Vandellas it's a heat wave and it is a lovely day today wicked and bad
Martha Reeves, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. Heatwave. It is a beautiful day. You're so right. We're here on a, on a maybe oh, probably get like ten of these a year. Blue sky, crispy Manchester day. Like a, I think you're pushing the boat out on ten. To be honest, <laughs> it's a the worst summer ever. <laughs> it threw it down all the time, and like I've lived here for four years now, and still get surprised when I'm like, oh, I've not had a summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow 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 God. anyway um the <laughs> the well the nice thing we sit here right now we're looking over whitworth street um and whitworth street actually has quite a special place in the northern soul scene um body manchester's most iconic northern soul club the twisted wheel was one of their last locations was number six whitworth street which is about 500 meters down the road um and yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about where Northern Soul started. So, um, and these kind of, there's a lot of unwritten rules, I think, which kind of existed at the start, which came hand in hand with these nights, particularly the all-nighters, which is an iconic, it's a bit of a phrase now, I think, within Northern Soul. And it's it's what their parties would be called. Um, you'd be going to Wigan for the all-nighter, uh, um, legendary venue with Wigan Casino. Or as I mean, now you have them all over the shop. But originally in Wolverhampton, I think there were some big scenes. Stoke, Stoke. rugby, yeah, yeah. The, the all nighters was basically, I guess you could coin it as the start of club culture, really, for younger people. Like there was always little clubs in and about town, down south. They were playing this sort of soul bluesy music. It was a bit more slower. We coin it Southern, um, which which is not not a bad thing. It's just that's it. Southern soul is just a bit more um, slower, and people rather than like with Northern soul, you dance on the beat, so it's like one, two, three, four. Southern soul, you dance off on the off beats. That sort of you know yeah, 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 yeah. that sort of kind of like a bit more relaxed um, vibe to it. But yeah, so. Um, don't start doing the dates with me. But yeah, Whitworth Street was the start of the Twisted Wheel and the end of Twisted Wheel as well. Yeah, and and so the Twisted Wheel, um, I think so from, from what I've read again, um, there's a, there was a very interesting idea around drink culture. Um, it wasn't really a drinking thing. They didn't really have drink licenses um, for these venues. They all were very grassroots started and um, it meant that these dance floors were, well, fueled by various other things um should we say yeah. um albeit no no alcohol which which i suppose probably changed changed the vibe um in on the dance floor i'm i'm curious to um ask you about how you think what are the remnants of these kind of unwritten rules in northern soul culture today um and how do you think it's evolved and do you think certain elements have stayed or if everything has completely changed so the concept of all-nighters now has started to fade a little bit. It's kind of gone in the reverse of just, again, licensing. Um, a lot of venues can't license until that early on in the morning, sell alcohol, all that sort of stuff. It's a lot of um, work and money to be done. In terms of how these unwritten rules, this etiquette of Northern Soul... <coughs> it kind of has translated a little bit into the more modern side and there's aspects of it 
that haven't. If you go to a lot more of the, the original Northern Soul Nights outside of Manchester, in Lancashire, Yorkshire, um, there's this big rule of no drinks on the dance floor. And it kind of comes from, you know, that old written rule of no drinks on the dance floor because there weren't any drinks to drink on the dance floor. You know, it was everyone was just drinking Coca-Cola and doing various other suspect activities. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, like, I think... Amphetamines. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> We've said it now. <laughs> We've opened it. So, um, <laughs> if you didn't know by now, uh, a lot of this culture was not only driven on the passion and love for soul music, it was also pushed by a lot of uh, narcotics. Well, not a lot of narcotics. One narcotic in particular, amphetamine speed as the kids call it nowadays. Um, and these would have, uh, you know, been in little pills that some people might have got from the pharmacy, some people might have stolen from the pharmacy. There's actually, it's not a Northern Soul film. It's called Quadrophenia. It's about mods. And there's a scene in there where they, like, go on the scooters and just, like, break into a pharmacy and steal all these little, like, amphetamine pills because they were just slimming. It's what they gave people for, like, slimming tablets. Like, that's what they were. They were just like, hey, have a load of speed. And, like, one person took it once at this night and thought, oh, my God, these tunes are so fast and I need to go faster. <laughs> so, yeah, so amphetamine, yeah, was uh, the drug of choice. I guess that's the 70s for you. Um, and and uh, <laughs> I, I, I presume it's... Yeah, I think I think it's an important part to talk about these things, um, as I think drugs have a massive influence on music cultures um, and how they how they evolved. And it's still such a taboo, isn't it, it is a taboo, and and I think I, I think can understand why, but you know, sometimes you just. And I think even now we'll look back at cult like parts of music from our twenties, and we'll look back, and I think there'll be there'll be definitely drugs associated with with um, certain kind of styles of music and certain crowds of people that go to certain events and yeah I think that's an important link to acknowledge but yeah do you want to introduce the next one yeah so uh this one's another new track off again coal mine records uh do some amazing amazing sort of uh just uh, gospel soul everything modern soul um, this one is Happiness, and I think it's by, I can't see it, but it's Wesley Bright and the Honeytones. Feeling 
Well, 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 that was nice. The next one, I don't think needs an introduction at all. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Hear it. That right there, what what you're listening to. If there's one moment you remember in this show, I think it will have to be this tune. This is probably the most iconic Northern Soul tune there is. Um, yeah, yeah I'll let I, I probably I probably downplayed it a little bit too much. Um, uh, this is Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, the Night, and um, little fun facts. We played this three times a. At, at one of our events and you know what by the third time people still got up and danced to it and i weren't even that fed up with it either <laughs> legendary tune um I, I i think it needs no introduction in a northern soul night but for the for the for the new listeners here let's let's run that enjoy
so 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 that was the night by frankie valley one of the biggest northern soul tunes out there moving away from northern soul now we've got a very very modern tune but i think embodies not only soul but you know youth culture at the moment and some of the music that's coming out at the moment yeah so this is feet don't fail me now by joy crooks of tune that and I think it's lovely um, to hear what is probably Northern So's mo- most iconic tune followed by a totally modern take on what your your parties are about 
Um, and Isaac was just saying that he loves running that tune at the parties that we just heard by Joy Crooks. And it, it gets people going in, in the same way the Northern Soul music might as well. And I think it's it's important to probably stay with the kind of keep a kind of freshness to these parties. And that's how you're going to get people into it and get people kind of involved from a wider group of people. If they're like, oh, I'm going to listen to a broad range of music coming here, all of which is encompassed by a kind of bigger umbrella. Um, kind of speaking, we were just speaking about um, these kind of spin-offs from, from Northern Soul, I guess you could say, and I've just been introduced to a, a genre of music, which Isaac has mentioned, called Crossover. Um, I'm, I'm going to let him explain what it is, so he'll do a much better job than me, but very interesting. So in the big, big name of soul, there's many, many like subgenres with like everything, like rock and all that lot. One of these uh, genres is a movement called crossover, um, which kind of came around the late 70s, c- coming into the 80s, kind of when disco was starting to make a bit more of a flair. And um, essentially what crossover is, is just kind of the, the mix of both heart-wrenching soul music that, like, tears you to the like ground and like disco um and it kind of you know encompasses and like embodies both of these things and i was just talking about a couple of records one that i'm going to play in a minute but another record uh, to just listen to is millie jackson house for sale i think that's a perfect example of what crossover is because not only is the lyrics and the her voice so sort of full of soul and emotion and like this story it's over this almost funky i want to say like slow disco tune that like you want to dance to but at the same time you're listening to millie's words and you're kind of like i want to dance and cry at the same time but this next song is a little bit different. This next one is a dance banger. And I also want to give a big shout out to my partner in crime with Northern Grooves, Greta. This is her record. This is her favorite record. And it is Benny Troy, I Want to Give You Tomorrow.
stay on this crossover theme and I think I spoke way too much about it that we should play this Millie Jackson house for sale so here we go Yeah. 
that was House for Sale by Millie Jackson. This next record has got quite an interesting story, actually. Uh, on the topic of Northern Soul, this is a 100 Club Classic, which is a club down in London. And if you've never got down there and you're interested in soul, they have one of the best all-nighters there. So get down to that. This is Never Learn to Dance by Harvey Avon.
but not too far. A little twist of ooh and a pinch of ooh la la. A little bit of this, I'm giving you the best of me. A little more of that, I'm cooking up a recipe, a recipe for love. Standing on the crossroads, I've been waiting to watch you change. Great tune. What's this one? Recipe for a lack of afro. Recipe. Could have been, could have been ri- written in the seventies. It was written in two thousand fifteen. Big, big tune. And also, singing on that tune is Mr. Craig Charles's son, Jack Tyson Charles. Unreal. So cool. So cool to see music that literally could come straight out of the seventies, but came out seven years ago. Eight years ago. Mad. Um, there's there's a little topic we've just been chatting off mic now, which I think is a really important thing to bring up. And it's this kind of idea of the roots of Northern Soul um, versus where, where it exists in the world um, as, a, as a subculture, I guess you could call it. Um, Northern Soul is primarily black music. It's come from the US, um, black musicians, black singers. We, we mentioned that the odd, the odd white singer, but predominantly speaking, you can definitely be characterized as black music. Um, yeah, it is danced to predominantly, especially through the late 60s, 70s, 80s, 
um, in northern, very white, um, dominated dances where you're not, you, yeah, very few black people were dancing to oh, northern soul. Um, I, yeah, just let me, just give me some of your thoughts on this, Isaac, um, as someone who plays this music, enjoys it, um, and kind of what you think, how, how you think that plays out today um, in, our, in the current scene. And obviously there's a, there's a lot more, there's a lot more equality in dance music, or at least people strive for a lot more equality in dance yeah, music. Yeah, um, and I think, yeah, it's a sensitive topic. It's hard to talk about these no, things, no, especially as two, we, we were just mentioning as two white males who both DJ and play music. Yeah. It's, it's always kind of a, a difficult topic, a sensitive topic to speak about because yeah. You can only, you, there's only so much perspective you can have. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't necessarily know where you uh, where you stand within this this conversation. Uh, but we we just like we said, we brushed on the topic of like how this music is predominantly black, played, danced to by white males, females in the seventies, which <coughs> in at the time you know wasn't a great place for equality like like and it's not perfect now but it's also it's getting there and i think you know i think if you're coming from a passion and a love for music that sort of you know discrimination and kind of racism kind of dissipates mm-hmm. um not that it should be there anyway but I think going down to just a human level and being like, we love the same music for the same reason resonates with me a lot more. And me and Greta, my partner, joke all the time about how these like documentaries, mainly by the BBC, but um, <coughs> uh, where it's like the Wigan Casino. Black music danced to white working class men, <laughs> and it's kind of like it, it. We always joke about it, and it's funny. And also, like my partner Greta, she's um, she's half Indian, um, so um, yeah. She when we go to these nights, it can be sometimes a little bit sort of risky in the ways of a. Not only is she she brown she's be a female as well mm-hmm. and she's a female that dj's and that can be to a lot of people can still cause a lot of problems and she's the manager at the end of like we're gonna big her up right now she is the big cog in this northern grooves machine i genuinely make a poster and i turn up when i need to turn up like today <laughs> um <laughs> She books everything. She manages. She makes sure I'm in line and I'm not doing out silly. She t- emails. She, yeah, she emails. She, you know, she tells me off. <laughs> she gives me PR training, everything, what I need to say, what I don't need to say. Um, but yeah, she gets so much sort of backlash because people just kind of see her as a... Um, sort of I don't know just the kind of woman in the situation and the kind of small person in it and it's like no she actually does a lot more than I do actually and she needs to get more recognition for that
Yeah, and I, and I think that's that exists like throughout many genres as well. But I can imagine it's kind of there must be some kind of some effect, especially with older heads in northern soul scenes of their just what they're used to. Their perception of northern soul is a very white male dominated DJed thing yeah, yeah. exclusively. I, I I don't know if you know of any old school female northern soul DJs. You, do you know what you could probably count them on like all ten of my fingers yeah. to be like who were yeah. up there and established, um, which is silly because you know this music should be loved by all and people shouldn't feel like they have to you know not do what they love because they're a certain gender or they're a certain color or 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 they're not playing the right things like. At the end of the day, we 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 talked about it really early on today behind the behind the decks about how subcultures are just not a thing anymore in terms of cost of the internet. Like you know, you don't have these are your mods, these are your soul heads, these are your jungle garage heads. Like everyone's kind of got their fingers in all different pies, and you know, you might love soul music and you might go to a soul night one weekend. And then you'll be the next weekend in White Hotel, like listening to some blaring, blaring like tunes. So I think in the kind of older sort of northern soul scenes, cost that root is there of we were soul heads, this is what we do. When they see newer, more, I want to say contemporary people coming into the scene and doing something a little bit different can kind of turn heads and make people kind of question you know y- your motives um and then they actually get to know us and they talk it, it's it, again talking about Greta they'll like talk to us if she doesn't know records and she'll be like well blah, 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 this was here and this was released here and I bought this record next week and they just like go <laughs> like I don't know why I'm doing a face thing because we're on radio, but I I turned to shade then and I uh, I opened my mouth in awe. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's it's a mad mad scene. Yeah, such an interesting point um, that Isaac makes there about these discrete identities which used to exist um, within music, but now you kind of just have this much more open-eared approach of people enjoying much wider ranges of music, which I think is beautiful, and I think probably is beneficial to these kind of negative social traits that might have been carried in these kind of types of music, especially when they're ethnically more dominated by one or the other. Um, I think you do see more diversity than ever on soul dance floors um, today. And I'm sure you can testify for that from, from various events you've, you've put on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The, the it's, again, like I said earlier, the the whole point of Northern Grooves as an event and as a night is to make this music more accessible. And that's accessible to everybody, no matter gender, colour, like anything. Like we wanna make it so everyone can enjoy this music that we all have a passion for. Lovely. Alright. Let's run the tune. I don't need no doctor, no, no Cause I know 
When all I need is a hush sweet kiss He gave me a medicated lotion But it didn't soothe my emotions
Now, record to record to record from Isaac, unstoppable. Um, this has got to be my favourite tune you played today, I reckon. It's, uh, it's one of them where it just you want to get up and dance to it. Like you can't not. You get the groove on it is just so good. Uh, so it's Mr. Flood's party compared to what a bulldog record. Oh yeah. Compared to what? Chicken feathers all without one nut mm, Church on Sunday Sleeping on Tiny duck Rapping God, preachers filling us with praise. They are trying to teach us what they think is right. They really got to be some kind of nut. Everybody now trying to make it real compared to what? Where's that be? Where's my God? Where's my money? Unreal values, press distortion. Unwed mothers need a portion. It kind of brings to mind old young King Tut. He did it now, trying to make it real compared to what? Yes, yes. This next record, big tune again. Gene Chandler, There Was a Time. Off Deptford Northern Souls record label. Big up Deptford. They run a night at Yes Bar in the... Just off Oxford Road. Actually, not too far from here. Literally about five minutes away from where we are recording from. So, yeah, this is There Was a Time by Gene Chandler. One, two, three, four... Baby 
I used to do They call them mashed potatoes
So now it's my turn to uh, answer. Well, not answer. I've done the answering. It's your turn to answer the questions. So, with this being an educational radio show, and we we've we've learned a lot about each other as well. Um, so, what have you learned? What have you learned? What have what have you come out with that you didn't already come in with? You know, what what will you take from this? Maybe incorporate it to what you you're doing, or just what you've learned and what you found interesting. Take the mic. Wow, um, you really have put me on the spot here. I, I think I think it's a great great question. I think. What I've learned is that there's so much more to talk about with Northern Soul. Um, it's a genre which I think actually touches on a lot of lot of other current issues and good things and bad things around music and youth culture that we experience today. Um, the kind of historical side of it, I think, I think I thought it was more more retained than it is, and I think that's obviously I think look doing this sort of interview through your perspective in Northern Soul, which is quite a modern take on it, is probably why I'm feeling that. But it's cool to see how how much it's changed and how much it's developed. And as a genre of music, it's definitely reaffirmed for me that like it's a very pulling together kind of music. And hearing your passion and Greta's passion, um, yeah, it just makes me want to pick both your brains more, I think. Um, and I can see another another through the motions, um, a part two might well be necessary to to tie some of those loose ends. Yeah, did it first, guys. Um, <laughs> so that's it. We're kind of coming to the end now. Uh, I've been Isaac from Northern Grooves. Uh, if you want to check us out, we run regular monthly nights in Manchester at night and day, band on the wall, um, and do Yes Bar with Deptford. Uh, follow us at northerngrooves.mcr and we're also big up to all you Londoners down there we're doing New Year's Eve with Deptford at the Garage in Islington wow. two rooms of soul we'll be playing from I don't know like stupid o'clock in the morning to stupid o'clock in the morning but yeah so uh, yeah it's been me Isaac Northern Grooves pass you to Shade nice one just want to say thanks so much man oh, no. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks for having um, me. It's been great just getting to know Isaac in a in a radio format and him playing his beautiful music for us. And yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed. I hope you have too. We're going to run into the last tune. We've got a few minutes left. Um, but yeah, if you take one thing away from this, it's get yourself to a fucking Northern Soul dance. I think this is a very important radio show and I appreciate being on it. And I think what you're doing as a concept is brilliant like getting people to learn a lot more about what we all love which is music and learning and expanding our brains on it and i've listened to a few of your shows now and just stuff that i've learned from it has been amazing so yeah thank you for having us on here and i'm going to leave you with a big tune stick by me baby by the salvadors <laughs> Thank you.